Make sure you leave a dope comment. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, every week we see the numbers going up. We appreciate the support. I also want to say at the outset, uh, we are sponsored by Dr. Jonathan Bradboard and Fortitude. We got our retreat coming up in February. So whenever you're tuning into this, whether it's before or after February, make sure you tune in. Uh, it's a space for men to just connect to themselves, drop in deeper to their emotions, uh, to the core of who they are and discover more about themselves and share in a safe and uh, incredibly fun way. So I'll see you in Boston, uh, February. I forget the dates, but it's going to be lit. Last year was incredible, and this year is going to be even better. All right. Got the intro stuff out the way. <sighs> this week, I'm excited because we got um, a former Division One athlete. We got a behavioral coach, a life coach, a cyclist. I don't know if you've ever been on one of them bikes and trying to... <laughs> trying to ride uh she's hard um i met this woman uh at an event i was hosting i think last year uh supporting the brand and then just watching all the things that she's doing i'm just like whoa i gotta have you on just to like find out more about who you are and tap in uh we got daphne out of bio here in the building <laughs> hello how you doing how you doing i'm good and y'all this is her first first podcast was the first of many so we're just going to rock through it together because you're already doing great. You, feel, you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm good. All right, cool. Thanks for being on. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, before we get into like anything, any questions on our podcast, we always start with just uh, an emotional and wellness check-in. Okay. Mental health, emotional health is really important to us. And so if you could with me, just close your eyes. If you're watching, you're listening along, close your eyes if you can. If you are worried, if you're doing something important, just tune in as best you can. Uh, if you're sitting down, just feel your feet on the ground, feel your body, relax your fingers, relax your shoulders, relax your face, take a deep breath in through the nose, and let go. And now we're going to do our box breathing. We're going to breathe in for five seconds, hold at the top for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, and hold at the bottom for five seconds. As we go through this cycle, just continue to allow your mind to think whatever it's going to think. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to be. You don't need it to stop doing anything. Just be the witness. All right. Deep breath in. Here we go. Hold. Out. Hold. In, hold, relax, 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 out, 
Oh. Last time in. Hold. Out. And hold. And bring your breath back to normal. Wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, open your eyes and come back to yourself. And now just for our check-in question, nothing crazy. If you could decide, uh, if you could describe the current season of your life, and that means whatever it means to you, whether it's the last week, last three months, last year, if you could describe this season of your life as a weather pattern, a what would pattern. it be and why? Um, I'm gonna go with like it's a growing tornado, but yep. like not quite. Okay. <laughs> like it, it it might get there. You got a tornado warning. Exactly. Okay, we okay. we on a watch. Yep. 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 <laughs> We're on a watch. But um I think I think it'll clear and I think it'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I think mine is a hurricane, but it's the eye. Okay. So I see just craziness all around, but where I'm at is like sunny and okay. peaceful. Um, but definitely know any second the the storm is coming as well. But I feel also like prepared. Like my family from the Bahamas, from Jamaica, um, a lot of family in Florida, and it's like we're I'm prepared for you the winds. This. We got the windows boarded <laughs> up. Like we cool. We got our food ready. We're not worried at all. That's where my that's where my life has been uh, this last season. Um, so yeah, you know, you joining here on the podcast, mm -hmm. if you can just give us a brief introduction about who you are. If you just met me on the street, how would you describe yourself right now? Um, right now I'm a very tenacious person. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned I am a retired division one athlete. So I started playing basketball when I was 10 years old, um, finished up at 22, uh, didn't want to play overseas. I was like, I wasn't like good enough. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like, I was going to make a lot of money. And I was like, and then my knee. So let's go ahead. If we're going to like make money, we're just going to protect our knees, preserve our bodies. And so did a little bit of corporate work. I worked in IT for a bit. Um, that just didn't work out. Worked in like recruiting, marketing, all those things. And like, nah. it all just ended with like the gym is my home. Yeah. Like that's that's where I'm supposed to be. So that's where I'm at right now. Just growing um, as a fitness professional. So you mentioned indoor cycling. So I'm an indoor cycling instructor at Lifetime. Um, I like to just tell people because cycling is intimidating. Like I get it. Like uh, it, it's a little different. Hurts um, my nuts. <laughs> well, when you ride with me, we not ride and sitting down okay, most of the time. So like, stand yeah, up, yeah, exactly. It, and we're just it. like, all right, all right, so all right. yeah, I teach, I teach rhythm ride. So we ride to the beat um, and we do a lot of choreography. So I just tell people, I'm like, look, you just got to try one time. Okay. Just try. Um, I'll, look, I'll bring you one time. So all you right. just got to try it and figure it out. Um, but I think that it's just about the vibe and the energy. Um, and so that's really like in my personal training and my behavioral change coaching and in any event that I'm doing for my community, it's like, what is the vibe that we're like creating and how do we turn something that can be like very scary, like whether that's cycling or lifting heavy or trying just a different modality of working out, how do we like embrace that and walk into it like full force of like, okay, I'm scared of it, but like, I'm going to take it head on and then make it home. I was just telling somebody last night about how I changed my life. And one of the things was whatever was Whatever I was afraid of, I had decided that I needed to jump into head mm -hmm. first. Like fear had kept me prisoner so long mm -hmm. in my life. And so I went skydiving, I went scuba diving, <laughs> I went 
just all uh-huh. the things until I learned that the fear was really excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be good at this. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want. I want to experience it, and I'm just nervous that I'm gonna suck. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, well, so what? Um, and so, uh, and so, I will come. I will cycle. Um, <laughs> I used to ride my bike all the time. I would mm-hmm. ride 20 miles a day uh, when I lived in Chicago, and that okay. was cool because I, I ride to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I never could see like just riding to music in a in a space. But I'm gonna try. It's different. So, what do you notice about people who are trying to? change their life, trying to get mm-hmm. healthy, trying to tap in, uh, what are some of the obstacles that, or like the average obstacles that people yeah. are running into? Just like, how do I give myself to a healthier way of living and thinking and being? Yeah, I think um, in culture today, it's either like all or nothing. Yeah. Like every Everything is all or nothing. Everything is, I have to do this one thing. I, I have to like be successful at this. Or the example I like to give is like, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna run an ultra marathon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sounds intimidating as hell. <laughs> I'm about to run an ultra marathon. Like, what, what am I about to do? Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Like, relax. Like, no, actually, let's start with your training regimen. Like, what are you going to do to get to that ultra marathon? So we have a tendency mm. of we're going to take on these massive and big things versus realizing it's the baby steps along the way that are actually going to get you there. Because a lot of people, a lot of times, if they're setting, like, New Year's resolutions or just, like, these lofty goals, like, they fail. Like, I think the statistic is, like... 80% of people who are like, I'm going I'm to have this year-long goal to get XYZ done, they fail. And it's because it's a massive thing. It's too big. Way too big. Without a plan or strategy to, to get somewhere. That's good. So, mm-hmm. okay. So, if I'm saying I want to do something mm-hmm. crazy, like a, for me, just a 10K, is, uh-huh. it seems crazy. A 10K? Okay. So, but let's say a marathon. Instead of saying, I'm going to run a marathon and I'm not a runner yet, mm-hmm. it's saying, I'm going to start lifting three days a week or I'm going to start training in the gym. Is that what you're saying? Like break it down into something exactly. smaller? So if you're, you even said like, okay, so I'm not even a runner. Okay. So if you want to run a marathon and you're not a runner, what is the first step you have to take? You have to become a runner. Yeah. So then how do we become a runner? Yeah. Okay. How do I build that into my schedule? So, okay. Every day I'm going to try to run for 10 minutes. Yep. Then after every day running for 10 minutes. Okay. Now three times a week, maybe I'm going to try to run a mile. Now, after that, I get like that mile in. Okay, now let me try to run like three. Like, how do you build yourself up to that point to make these baby steps? Because it all starts with like, how do I take one step forward? Would you say, because this is what I've seen, because I Mm -hmm. used to not be a runner. And then Mm -hmm. I was talking to uh, my friend, Dan Duncan, who was like one of the first investors in We Society. Mm -hmm. And he was like, have you ever tried running without music? Uh, Where like, I can just hear myself. And there's Mm -hmm. something about the rhythm of my feet and my breath. (laughs) I just love it. And it's Mm -hmm. like... Uh, but every time I would set something smaller and achieve it, mm-hmm. whatever that chemical is that made me feel great about achieving it, pushed me further mm-hmm. the next time. Or sometimes even that time, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm only going to run a mile. Well, then I run the mile and I'm like, oh shit, I still got more. I can do a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before, man, mm-hmm. you couldn't, I couldn't do four or five minutes unless it was for a sport like soccer mm-hmm. or basketball. I could run all day long, but just running, running for no reason. So would you say... Um, like that positive reinforcement, yes. that consistent like success. Uh, okay, I'm gonna come to the gym three days a 100%. week and then you do it. That changes the game. A hundred percent. Cause th- think about it this way: if I'm saying I'm gonna run an ultra marathon, or I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run a five k or ten k, and every day I'm going for a ten k, but I can't make it. Yep. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. I like hate. it. It sucks if every day I'm going in and I'm being defeated. Yeah. But if I go in every day of like it was a a one step forward, one percent. Like even if it, if it's a half step, I took a step forward and was able to beat myself today mm. and get better today. And so as long as you are focused on yourself, your journey, 
And then I think another part of that is fully understanding that success is not the same for everybody. Right. So your step one might not be my step one. Okay. Your step one might be my step five. Uh, clearly. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to be proud of my step one. <laughs> and period. You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> My step one is for me. Exactly. And I think that's also something that people miss when it comes to fitness. Again, because of just the pictures that are painted in society, like what your fitness journey is supposed to be. You're supposed to work out every day. Am I? Yeah. Am I really? Yeah. Like, if if that's not what works for my body, like literally down to my body type, if that's not what works for me, why am I doing that? When did you when did you start thinking about yourself as an individual in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, where you're like, well, what works for me versus mm-hmm. what I'm being told? Especially being an athlete, you got a coach mm-hmm. and someone, you know, all the athletes I know that are successful, you just have so many voices mm-hmm. telling you, like, be here at this time, do this, do that. When did you start to take your own well-being into your hands and make your own choices? And what did that look like? Huh. Well, I will say it started with once I graduated, I was exercising right, my right to say no. Yeah. <laughs> so after having that my schedule good. controlled yeah. for so long, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then, but to the point where then I was in overweight for myself. Mm. And then like my knees were hurting, my back was hurting, like all kinds of things where it was just like, I'm all of 26. Mm. Like, why does my body feel this way? Like, I know my knees have aged from like running on the hardwood, but like, ain't no way. Like, this isn't, this, this can't be the thing. Um, and I think back in 2018, when I quit my corporate job, and that's when I kind of like full-fledged, which is like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing. I had no backup plan, no nothing. I just like quit. So all I was doing was going to the gym, going to the gym, going to the gym. And I was like, wow, like I'm actually like falling back in love with the gym. And like, how do I share this with other people? And that's really what drove me to become a personal trainer. Because I'm like, I'm in love with this. And it's not as difficult as we make it out to be because I got to choose this. Yeah. And then as I got into cycling, it was like, I got to choose this. So if I'm going to like, it's it's kind of like a joke in the fitness community of like, if you're a trainer, like you're trying to make like folks die in the gym. I'm not that person. I, why we got to die? I don't I don't want to do that. But like, if you're gonna choose like your battle, if you're gonna choose your fight, at least choose what works the best for you. And so yep. for me, I'm not a runner. I'm I'm hey, I'm rooting for you in your 10k. Yep. I'm not about to do that. But I like cycling. I I love cycling. I'm obsessed with cycling. Okay. And, and that's the cardio that I know that it doesn't matter what's going on. It works. I'm gonna do that. Yep. So it's about finding what is going to work best for you and what you actually like. Like at this point, like you're an adult, you can pick what you want to do. You don't have to follow a, a like, okay, well, we got to run and we got to do this. Like, no. And so once I really got into cycling of like, oh, this is like my thing. And, and I'm feeling so connected to the music and I'm, I'm learning different things about myself on a bike. So, so, so talk to me <laughs> about that. So it's uh-huh. like, we call it that moment, that aha mm-hmm. moment, that, that. Oh, I am the one moment. <laughs> like, what does it feel like? How do you know? It's like, oh, this is my shit right here. Mm-hmm. What did it feel like for you? Um, it was when uh, my the first uh, cycling job that I had, they were really trying to push me to be this like cookie cutter like thing down to, I had purple hair at the time. And they tried to be like, oh, you didn't have purple hair. I was like, no, I came in my audition yep. with purple hair, like specifically because I knew y'all had weird rules about how I could wear my hair. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they were trying to push me into like this EDM space and I'm like, I don't like EDM. Like I just don't. Um, there's some EDM beats that like I can get with, yeah, but, but like, it's, not your vibe. it's like, give me like, I'm, give me the hip hop. Look, I'll even take all of the pop. I'll take the dance jams. Like I'll put a little soak in there. Like we can do all of the things, Brazilian yep. funk, but EDM. Yeah. Um, and after like bombing a couple of times of like trying to put. EDM in my playlist, 
And then finally be like, I can't do this. Like I, I'm, I'm trying my best. I do my very best to be very inclusive in my music. And like, again, the things that I'm naming are all inclusive. Yep, Everybody yep, can yep, get a yep. jam in class. And so once I bombed at that a couple times, and then was like, you know what? I'm just gonna be myself. I'm, I'm gonna put like how I feel into this music. And that's when I was like, class completely changed. Completely changed. And everybody was yourself. like, I was like, yo, like. That was like one of your best playlists. And then and it just kept getting better. And then I'm just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be somebody else they're trying to tell me to be. No, nah, you like. gotta be you. <laughs> being our being yourself to me is the key. And if you don't know who yourself is, then discovering who yourself is mm-hmm. is your key. Like that is your journey <laughs> uh to go on. And for me, working out, especially with music and in group settings, when I'm pushing myself, mm-hmm. pushing myself, when you say like I get to learn so many things about myself. I get to know, like, I don't like this, or I really love this. Um, I learn I learn how strong I am. Every time I feel like, for me, it feels like sometimes I'm running through walls, mm-hmm. and then I get to a wall, and I just run right into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I need to stop. It's like, well, how long do I need to stop before I can get started again? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much space do I need? And that translates into so many different areas of my life uh, to just take deep breaths, keep going. I can go mm-hmm. further than I think I can. They... Uh, I was uh, listening to something about these mice. They were doing an experiment on the mice and they were they threw them in some water and the mice are all swimming, trying to survive. And uh, after about four or five minutes, they all start to drown. So then they save the mice and they take them out, they dry them off and they let them rest for a couple minutes. And then they put them back in the water. And because the mice knew that they would be saved, they swam again for two days without stopping. Like just because they knew that like, mm-hmm. I can do this and we can make it, something's going to... And so for me, uh, taking care of my body, pushing myself mm-hmm. in that way is like, I am not as done as I think I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not as tired as I think I am, mm-hmm. or I really know I'm done I, because I do this <laughs> so much. Yeah. I actually know I need to rest right now. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this call. I'm not going to go to that meeting. I need to rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just let everybody know I'm done for the day. That's how it feels for me to mm-hmm. take care of myself. I don't know what everybody else is doing. Um, but I'll just say, figure out who you are. Trust who you are, and when you share who you are, that shit feels like magic. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to just you shush. <laughs> Nobody knows like I know what I am. Mm-hmm. This is the music we're gonna jam to, and then everybody gets to turn up. Exactly. You talk about being a safe space sometimes, mm-hmm. creating a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your last name is Nigerian. It is okay. Cool. <laughs> um, before we get to this, how did your Nigerian family feel about you quitting your corporate job? Um. Well, I was raised by a single mother, so I don't have an answer to that. Uh, Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was pretty young, and so I was raised by my mom. I couldn't, I tell people, unfortunately, like, I am all the way American, Mm. 100%. Um, And I wish I knew about my Nigerian background, but I think that for me, the blessing is that I know that no matter what, I had the love that I deserved and needed to be, like, who I am today. So as much as I'm, like... Sure, there's daddy issues there. It is what it is. Like anybody who has someone like that significant in their life missing, like they're going to have whatever, whatever issues. But to me, it's about, did I absolutely need them? Am I the only person in this planet who grew up without a father? Absolutely not. So how do I not let that hold me down? Because it could, it, it very well could. And it'd be like my right to let that hold me back. But it's like, no. I'm good. My family is solid. Like, and I've got literally every support I could possibly have, want, need to be where I'm at today. Shout out moms. I feel like we say this every week. (laughs) Love you, moms. Shout out moms. 
Um, and she was cool with it. She didn't think you were crazy. She didn't try to talk you out of it. Or no, she's like my uh, my like biggest supporter. And it's funny we had a conversation the other day of like a lot of the things that I'm doing. I'm learning. That's like what she did. Mm. Um, so like how cool right, is that? Right, like accidentally. Um, because she also is cycling instructor, uh, personal trainer, but she started with like Zumba. And so she would do a lot of uh, like charity events and like Zumba thons. And because when she was doing them, I was in college, I didn't really know. Yeah. Um, and so right now, I'm working on a proposal for a Women's History Month event, and I'm telling her like all the things that I'm doing. And she was like, you know what's funny? It's like, I did that before. <laughs> I was like, yo. Um, so she was like, so whenever you get like the approval for like whatever you're doing, like let me know, and, yep. and I got you. So no, she's always been. Anything that I've told her that I wanted to do, she'd be like, okay, like, how can I help? Like, what do you need? But like, let, let's do it. Um, and I think that's what's allowed me to try so many different things. Yep. So I feel like part of me um, felt a bit of like shame, you know, like of like quitting and like leaving things and and being like an overachiever. You kind of feel like, dang, like, why can't I let this stick? Like the thing that's supposed to bring me like security, like how yep. can I not Fuck stick you. that out and, and like let that be the thing? And it's like, she really helped me understand like, that's not what I'm meant to do. And I, and I don't have to do that if I don't want to. Um, and we've had a lot of conversations, especially recently about, you know, we get one life. Like we we get one opportunity to be here. And if I don't like something, I don't have to like it. If I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it. Like, yeah. who, like who said that? I don't know, but we all heard it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> It's like there's no class that sits you down. It's like you have to do this thing, yeah. these things you don't like. But we all heard that. Like we all heard the message. Uh, and then somewhere inside yourself, you have to just go like, no, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna pursue something else. And we don't even always know what it is mm -hmm. that we're pursuing. Um, we just know that this isn't it. And yep. sometimes that's enough. And that's where I'm at right now. That's why it kind of feels like a little bit of tornado. Like I just know that what I was trying to do, there was a reason I was immediately get rejected. Yeah. Bah, immediately get bah, rejected. Bah. And it's like, I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that like, nah, that's like the Lord is telling me something. He's trying to give me a lesson that I'm still not getting. So yeah. he's going to keep repeating it and it's going to get a little bit faster and faster every time. Sure. But like, come on now. Okay. Like now at this point, you might be blocking your blessings because yeah. you're not getting the lesson. Yeah. So... You're creating these safe spaces. You mm -hmm. mentioned you had lifetime, but mm -hmm. uh, the lifetime you had is like the fru fru, the bougie lifetime. <laughs> that, that's what people say. <laughs> so what do you what do you mean by creating safe uh -huh. spaces, and what does that look like? And, and more importantly to me, mm -hmm. why is it important? Mm -hmm. Um, so let let's talk about lifetime first. Um, I will say that lifetime buckhead is one of one, okay. one of one, and that's someone who. Before, like we we actually opened late. And so before we opened, I was going to all of the different lifetimes. So I was going to Sugarloaf, Peachtree Corners, North Point, like all of them around here. Um, and and Sandy Springs too. And so when I got to Buckhead, I did have like a little bit of like nervousness about that. And I yeah. was talking to my manager and I'm like, man, like I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I but I'm gonna be me. He's yeah. like, no, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. He kept telling me you're gonna be fine. And once I saw like all the members and all the people, I'm like, wow, like I see everybody in here. That's like lit. everybody. And everybody is shocked when I tell them that. And then when they go in there and they see it for themselves, they're like, oh yeah, like you were right. Like it's yeah. like pretty chill in here. Um, so there's definitely like, you know, the levels and people doing things for like cloud and the BBLs or whatever in there. Like you you it's Atlanta. Shout, it's shout Atlanta. Out the BBLs. <laughs> it's Atlanta. You, like you're gonna see what you're gonna you know what see. I'm but they in the gym though. They try it. You know what I'm saying? They try it. Hey. <laughs> um, but, um, but uh, 
I let it be known um, that when my riders come into the studio with me or even like whatever other like fitness class that I'm teaching that like be yourself because that's all I'm going to be in here. So yeah. you're, I'm like my one rule is if I talk, you got to talk back. Like we in this together, yeah, literally yeah, together. Yeah. Participate. So don't just be looking at me because I've experienced that where at my old studio, I literally had to have a conversation because we were doing solidarity rides. I was like, I hope y'all know and understand that sometimes I feel like I'm like a monkey up here dancing for y'all. Like, I need y'all oh. to know and understand that. Because oh. when you think about what cycling is, there's not a lot of me. There's not a lot of black females teaching cycling. It's just not what it is because of the barrier entry to the, I'll say, sport itself. Cycling bikes are not cheap. Yep. So if if a bike costs $1,600 and I need 20 of those. I'm sorry. Yeah, just one of those bikes is like. Is what? How much? $1,600. Wow. Nah, that's I mean, what's this the we got a one podcast, <laughs> for, man? We for got one that. bike. And so, like, if I gotta get 20 of them, then yeah. I gotta get membership costs. And now you want me to pay for only a cycling studio? That's a lot of money. Yeah. So um, it's not a lot of us in that space. But when I went to um Lifetime, it just it was just different. Like, I'm not trying to say now it's like a sea of just like black people in there, but it's definitely I see. It's black, it's brown, it's caramel, it's white, it's it's everyone. And what do and what do you bring to the space mm -hmm. that you feel is important for people who are mm -hmm. trying to come in and, and feel that barrier of yeah. entry? Yeah, uh, I think one is the playlist. Um, I definitely uh, I'm a Gemini, so I try to tell them Word. like you're gonna get this Gemini May energy. or June. June. Okay, <laughs> I'm, June. A June, I'm a June baby too. I Let's go. To <laughs> um, not a Gemini. Oh. Good. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> um, but like the playlist, my goal is like everybody's not gonna like everything, like yep. at all. Um, but my goal is like we're gonna get like it might be, you know, gonna, it might be Meg, it might be Dua Lipa, it might be Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. Like, who knows what's about to happen in here? So everybody's gonna get their jam. Um, but then also in class, there's what's called the dedication. And so in the dedication, like that's their opportunity essentially like to rest before we get into the final song. Um, and during that time, I'm a very like motivational type of person. And so I speak like a lot of different kinds of words to let them yeah. know like, hey, like if you're going through something right now, like you're not alone. Because anything that I'm saying, like I need to know like half the time I'm actually talking to myself. You be having them crying on the bike? Probably. Yeah. I already know. <laughs> Probably. I already know. Especially because yeah. it's like my... Endorphins are going, my heart is open, my <laughs> right. blood is flowing, and then like somebody sees me. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just having those moments. And I feel like nobody does that the way that I do, like respectfully. I don't I don't yeah. know where it comes yeah. from. Yeah. Um, but it's just like there's that moment every single class. And so sometimes I'll I'll say it to address that this is a safe space. Or even like um in today's class, I was talking about like be careful who you're taking advice from. Like, especially if you're trying to do something that the people around you have never done. Mm -hmm. How do you expect them to give you sound advice? Yeah. Like, so as much as they love you and want to be there, like how can you truly take the words that they're saying if they've never reached the high school? That's why I was messing with you. You ain't got the answers, <laughs> It's like that's so real sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like I know you love me and we're like we want to save our loved ones from being hurt yeah. or embarrassing themselves or spending their money or doing whatever. But it's like you haven't done this. Mm -hmm. You gotta let me cook. You really want to support me? Then like clap or something. Like, but you know, Please. come to a class, do Please. something, but don't tell me what to do. Please, you don't know. So I think creating that that vulnerable moment is kind of is like what builds that safeness because I'm just being as open and honest as I can. Yeah, and reinforcing of like, look, like if you feel away, if you feel attacked, just know I'm also talking to myself. Yeah. So know you're not alone. Yeah. Um, and so I think just them knowing and understanding that they have someone who technically I'm on a pedestal, like I'm literally like on a podium. Because they got back, I see you. Right. Like yeah. literally, um, but like no, like we here. 
we're here, we're in this together. And like, if nobody's told you that they're proud of you today, if nobody said they support you today, just know like, that's how I feel about you. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's really how I build that like safeness. Okay. Did you feel like on your athletic journey, you had a lot of safe spaces coming up? Did it always feel like you were in a safe space, especially in basketball or what? Um, I feel like unintentionally. Okay. Uh, from a standpoint of like, I just felt so comfortable that I knew that I was I was around people who like, we all wanted the same thing. We all had the same vision and nobody was like malicious about like trying to get there. And so knowing that literally any gym is home, like this is where I can go and not be judged for anything else but this one thing. Yep. And I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I know everything is going to be fine here. And I, I know that I'll be taken care of here. Mm. Um, and if anything goes wrong, I'm not just by myself either. So I feel like, again, it, it. I say unintentionally because when you think about a sport, it's supposed to like make you uncomfortable and, and make you grow and push yeah, you. Yeah. And like, there's a many of workouts that I'm like, I don't even know how I survive. But like, it still was like a comfort zone because I always had the weight room. I always had my teammates. I always basketball like was the one thing that never did me dirty. Yeah, at <laughs> like, all. We talk about basketball a lot on this podcast. For some reason. <laughs> I, I love ball, but I never played. I was, mm -hmm. I was. I was pussy, so <laughs> I didn't try out. No, I, was I know. I Come was, on, I was nice too. I was playing all the time, and um, you just didn't try out. Nah, I'm thinking about joining the league now, though. Like, I, like I'm 37, mm -hmm. so I'm thinking about um, like a girl man league. Yeah, go do it. I will. Go do it. Sick. Go do it. It's 100%. gonna happen. My boys play, uh, mm -hmm. so it's been fun, and I'm doing everything I can to not. Like push them too hard, but they want it more. So it's like I'm, I'm instead of like pulling them, mm -hmm. I'm like behind them, just fanning the oh, flame. But with that said, when did you know you were the one you were waiting for? Like you were like, oh, I got a, I got an opportunity, and I'm about to take it. Whether it was in basketball, whatever it was, um, just somebody who like takes ownership of their life. When did it click for you? Were you seven? Were you eleven? Were you twenty two? Um, I was probably around 26. Um, and there was an incident. I won't go too much into it because it's, it's actually completely irrelevant to the conversation. Okay. But essentially someone wouldn't speak up for me. Um, and it was a pretty simple situation because we were just at a restaurant. I'm like, yo, like, how did you get the vegetarian order wrong? Like yeah. I ordered this basic like thing, but my plate came out three times wrong. And like, now you're trying to say I'm belligerent and all these things. And and I thought my friend was about to like speak up for me and they're all just kind of like sitting there. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Um, and I feel like that was a very pivotal moment for me where I was like, I can't wait for anybody to like come and save me no, or anybody to, to, save you. It, to speak up and like yeah. handle a situation for me. Like now, even though like some people should, yeah. um, and some things just kind of like make sense. I'm not just going to let my friend like sit out there to dry like that. Um, but it kind of just like clicked in that moment because they were also about to like call the cops and I'm like, wait a minute, like this is a lot. This is this this was too much. Um, and so I was like, wait, like hold on, like you're assuming something about me because you gave me a drink. No, I'm very like sober and of calm mind, and you're trying to twist my words. Um, and I was like, I didn't like that feeling. Mm. Um, and from not liking that feeling, it was like, okay, like from this day forward, it's like if there's something that I want, there's something that I need. Like I'm not waiting for anybody to speak up for me to get it done or to try to tell my story or to try to explain how I feel about a situation. Like, no, um, I'm about to start being very direct, very upfront. And um, it kind of is what it is. And I know I'm working on my like delivery and those certain things, but at the same time, I feel like Cap. being, 
I am working on it. Cap. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little okay. bit. Oh, so good. Oh. I'm working on it. God's not through with me yet. She's a worker. Okay. All right. Um, but I feel like if I wouldn't have had that moment of like knowing that I need to be direct and speak up for myself, I wouldn't have any opportunity that I have right now. Yeah. Cause I I like even like so I'm a Lululemon ambassador. I had to speak up to get that one. I had yeah. to ask for that. Like people assume like with these brand deals, they just come, right? They just come and left right. I'm like, I had to ask for that. That was persistence. I showed up. I put in the work. Like, and I'm gonna keep speaking up and asking for what I want because why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? So I love this. Um, I do wanna know when you retire, what that felt like to be like, oh, I'm done with this journey in this way before we before we close uh it was definitely an identity crisis and i feel like that's something that i think and i'm pointing at you universities uh and uh programs that y'all really need to have conversations with athletes about life after sports because a lot of times that conversation isn't had um and i had a semi one but it was like i don't know what i want to do okay go to school to do what? Yeah. Um. And so really beginning to be like, hey, like, here's how, if, like, if you know you're done. I knew the beginning of my senior year I was done. I mm. knew it. I was like, I'm I'm doing this because, like, I got a year left. Y'all not about to kick me off the team. Yep. Like, what yep. we about to do? Um. And so, like, but how do you create that plan for somebody? Because then I get out of school and I'm like, well, what? Okay, then I'll go back to school again. Now I've accumulated stu- student debt for what? Yeah. To get a master's degree that, like, Shout out to Georgia State. Like, yes, thank you. I, I love that I have my master's, but like, it's not until now that I'm really starting to like utilize it. So did I really need it? Because I could have learned some of those things off YouTube, like respectfully. Like, I think it's a great program, but did I need that avenue? If I would have been more prepared as to like, hey, like life is going to throw these different things at you, mm-hmm. but you do have a choice. Maybe it would have been a little bit different. Um, and so it was definitely an identity crisis of like, who am I without basketball? And and who do I become? And and how am I supposed to show up into this world? Because I, I did this thing. So I was 10 years old. Yeah. So at 22, if all I know is going to practice, going to games, travel, yep. so it was a lot of trying to figure out like who I am again, who who am I not on this court? And so like paralleling that to now, it's so important to me of like, who am I off the bike? Because I don't want to be just a cycling instructor. like, yep. And that's why sometimes people are like, when you do so many things, you might be a little scattered. It's like, no, I don't ever want to be just one thing. Because if it's gone, if for God forbid, for whatever reason, I hurt my knee and I can't cycle, then what? Yeah, my, one of my mentors used to say, it's a disrespect to the creator to be one thing. Mm. We're here to be everything. Mm, I like that. And I just love that. It's like, mm. yeah, I'm... I don't know what I'm supposed to be except myself. And yes. I'm just gonna continue to follow my heart to all the different things and all the opportunities it opens. I definitely think now, how long have you been retired? <laughs> A couple well years. over well, ten years. Oh, 10 years? Ten years. I I I think I'll get some buckets in a one-on-one. Look, just because I'm retired, don't mean I don't need it. I can get some buckets. You can get some buckets, you wouldn't win. I didn't say that. It, did not. I didn't. You I didn't say that. I was very great. careful, but I could. <laughs> whole time I don't even play anymore. But I go like we can go to David Buster's. I play the shooting game. Lights out. Word. Lights out. No, I'm trying to get on the court. <laughs> My knees are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't even. Oh, I, I, I I appreciate you so much. What I'm taking from this is like um. Yeah, just being able to go with the flow. Like you brought up the identity crisis. I remember from for me, 
I was married, I was a pastor, I was all these things. And then like I had what felt like an awakening. Uh, I told my wife at the time, like whoever I was died. Mm. Like that person was gone. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, then who am I? If I, yeah. because the whole way I processed the world was through this matrix mm-hmm. or this prism. And now I know that I'm choosing whatever lens I'm wearing. And that can be the most frightening thing in the world. Like everything that happens from this moment on is on me. Yeah. Like uh, the choices and not choices, everything I choose, I'm also not choosing Mm -hmm. these other things. And how do I know if it's right or wrong? And I only got this one life that I know of. So so I love that. Just being able to go with the flow of that and trust the process um, to push ourselves and to trust ourselves to to relax, to rest and to go hard. Uh, taking things into smaller chunks. It's like, mm-hmm. I do want to run a marathon. Go off. So now it's like, all right, how do, what's the small thing to start doing there? Because I've seen the effects of small victories accumulated over time has just been the most revolutionary mm-hmm. thing for me. And anything else that I'm missing in the recap will be in the show notes. <laughs> um, anything you want to say at closing to specifically anybody like you who might be watching, mm-hmm. um, they're 16 years old. They're trying to figure out what's going on with their life. What advice, what words of wisdom or foolishness <laughs> do you feel like uh, you needed to hear at that time that you could say now? Um, I'm going to go with words of wisdom. All right, that's good. <laughs> I, I respect um, you. And I'm going to say you belong. Like It doesn't matter if you are one of one. If you decided that's the space you want to be in, if you decided that's what you enjoy, that's like what you love and, and brings you the most happiness, Like trust that you belong, like no matter what. And um, you will find your people in that space eventually. Come on. <laughs> the world you in is not the only world to be in. There are people out there for you that are mm-hmm. just like you, that resonate with you. And mm-hmm. you just gotta be brave enough to be yourself so that they can see it. And do it scared if you got to, because that's how I do it. Do it scared, <laughs> knees shaking. Listen, what, just, uh, sweat. I, I don't know. It's like, bitch, if you don't jump. <laughs> All right, I appreciate it. Here, we're going to close out. We're going to close out the same way we closed in, opened up. Shit, I don't know. Um, But you know it's that time. Close your eyes. Relax your body. And this time, see how much more relaxation you can call into your body, into your space. Literally, relax your eyebrows. Relax your cheeks. Relax your jaw. Relax your shoulders. If you've been holding them tense, whatever you're doing, relax your hands. We're going to breathe in for five Hold for five, breathe out for five, hold for five at the bottom, and listen for a special cue that I'll give uh, in between. So, deep breath in. Hold. Out. Hold. In, hold, suck in some more air, hold, and out. Hold, hold. And in. And breathe regular. Open your eyes. On this checkout, how are you feeling? What are you checking out with? What are you leaving this space Mm -hmm. with? What energies are present? 
Uh, I feel a lightness. I feel like we had a really good conversation um, of just, it. to me, it just sounds like a lot of hope and just even reminding myself to continue to take baby steps um, and just happy to have a place to share and to have an easy conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Ease. You know, with the Geminis, it's not always... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kareem checking out with, I feel at peace. I feel very excited. I see myself running this marathon, but I like, I ran a Tough mutter before mm -hmm. and I kind of want to do that again. I don't know if I ever just run for running, but like doing obstacles mm -hmm. and getting dirty. That's I want to do one of those. Yeah, that's fun. Like, see, you can train me for that. <laughs> um, I'm checking out with that. Oh, and I want to get you some of this. Uh, we athletic apparel. Okay. I know you with Lululemon, so no, we ain't trying to mess Listen, up your. Ain't trying to mess up your bag. I can do what I want. Uh, okay, <laughs> hey, let's go. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. Uh, we'll be right here on Wednesday with another dope guest. Make sure you leave a comment. Where where can people find you? Hey, you find me on Instagram, dap underscore id bio. So like like dap me up, mm -hmm. d a p underscore a is an apple, b is an dog, e is an elephant, b is an boy, a is an apple, y is an Yankee, o is an orange. She's never had to say that before. Ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> but so dap underscore Adibayo on Instagram. And if they come to train with you yeah. uh, for the first time, do they get like a first session? Uh, how does that work? Uh, as far as cycling, depending on the month, I might be able to get you in the gym for free. As far as training, just DM me. I mean, we can talk through it. See, there you go. <laughs> we are the ones. We'll see you next week. We out. <laughs> We are the ones we've been waiting for. Found everything I needed, me no need to look no more. The timing was exquisite, even when I thought I missed it. I was tripping, I was falling, but I never failed. I embraced my flaws and imperfections. I am grateful for the lessons and the blessings. Remember when I was stressing. We can do anything we put our minds to. Believe that. We open to the ops and the feedback. Ops mean opportunity. Hoping that you see that. I'm saying what I mean. We brave enough to go after our dreams. It ain't really hard as it seems. And even if it is, then we can do the hard things. I'm alive and I'm well. Even in the darkness, we prevail. Never put my greatness on a scale. Nobody can outweigh that. I did it to myself and it's the payback. Spinning wheels for this fortune, what you say? Say Jack.